0: This is your host, Krista Bigler, private practice integrative nutritionist, helping people across the U.S. reverse digestive issues, eczema, and autoimmunity via phone and video consult. To learn more, visit lessstressednutrition.com. Now, on to the show. Okay, today on the Less Stressed Life, we
1: have Amy Shapiro, who is the founder and director of Real Nutrition, a New York City-based private practice dedicated to healthfully and successfully guiding clients to optimal nutrition, weight, and overall wellness. She is internationally recognized for her individualized, lifestyle-focused approach, which integrates realistic food plans, smart eating habits, and active living. Through encouragement, education, and the right tricks of the trade, Amy believes that anyone can achieve their nutritional goals while still enjoying the foods and flavors they crave. Welcome, Amy. Hi,
2: how are you? Thanks for having me.
1: Yeah, so we're talking about something super timely for this season, which is really about kind of navigating the holidays because holidays are kind of known for their overall I don't know, hangover, (laughs) food hangover, other types of hangovers. So let's talk about like, what is the season of holidays? When does it really start where this all kind of um, when all the, the holiday pressure and the food relationships sort of change, so to speak?
2: Yeah. So I really think, and I I think this is earlier than most people speak to, but I think it starts like right at Halloween. Like that October 31st, the candy hits the house and then the lights, you know, the daylight savings time hits and it gets darker earlier. And I really think that's when people feel the switch. And then all of a sudden the decorations in the store are focused on Thanksgiving and then we're up and running.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. I mean, this is something we think about in practice too, because to be realistic, you don't, you don't want to set someone up for failure. So you want to like fit the climate and the climate during this season is such that there's a lot of outside temptation. So sometimes when people contact me, like specifically, as you just said, kind of after Halloween, my approach on what we're going to do through those holidays is going to be a hundred percent different than if they contact me in April or something, some other season, right? Um, it's just a different time let's talk about your nutrition philosophy. I love that you say you're realistic. So tell me about like what you're seeing in your office at this time of year, and then also post time of year and just kind of like the people that you normally see and kind of how you approach that. Yeah, so
2: I am based in New York City. So I see a lot of different types of people for anything from, you know, medical issues to general wellness, weight management. Um, And a lot of my clients are just, you know, super busy, limited time, and they're, really social, right? Or really involved, whether it be for work or for life. Um so my strategy sometimes that I focus on for holidays tend to be how I focus on life for most of my clients because there's really no stopping. Mm-hmm. Um and so it's kind of my realistic approach to how do you navigate, you know, overindulgence or an overindulgent time, right? Mm-hmm. Where we're just going out and out and out. And so it's really um you know, focusing on how do I set you up to walk into those events feeling confident and comfortable and not starving, and then how do I help you, you know, exit and start the next day without feeling any guilt or deprivation or, you know, uh, you know any, any feelings that we don't want to have. So it's really just kind of taking in, you know, assessing your week, taking in the day before, taking in the day after, and then the exact moment. But you can apply that to any
1: time of the year as well. I love it. What I just heard you say was really awareness. And oh, yeah, I'm gonna draw a like kind of a bridge. Sometimes we have people come on here and we talk about breathing in different ways. The, yesterday, I interviewed someone about pelvic floor, we really talked about breath. And the first thing she did, you always start with awareness. And so in a similar way with nutrition, or like if you have a pain in your body, knee or something, that started with awareness, right? And so a lot of times, oh. we kind of wait with nutrition until after the fact before we come, become aware. But what if we're aware beforehand? That's what I kind of heard you said in different words, right? Oh,
2: for sure. I I, I mean, I think of awareness and, and being prepared. I always like to say being prepared um, really is half the battle. So it's yeah, but being aware and prepared, you know, together, then you're, you're totally complete.
1: Yeah, I love it. It's like a holiday mantra, aware and prepared. Right? Yeah.
0: On
2: all
1: levels. Yeah. So let's get into some practical strategies, um, really, because this is tricky. We don't want to feel guilty about what we're doing. We don't want to feel like the odd person out. We want to have a good relationship with food, but we also want to feel good because sometimes when we're not fueling appropriately, we just don't feel awesome. And that's kind of the crappy part. Um, It's fun. It's great to indulge. But like, what if after the fact, you just don't feel like that was a great choice? So let's talk about navigating some of those choices. One of the biggest things I see so uh, like endless holiday parties, but really also like the office break room. That is um a challenging place.
2: Yeah, so you know and what a lot of people bring their holiday leftovers to the office so they don't end up eating them at home, right? So um that that office break room can just be a conglomerate of goodies. Um so one of my strategies for for that is one, I usually recommend that my my clients eat on a regular you know, meal um, meal program in the sense of, you know, not going longer than three or four hours between eating. Um, so they're not letting themselves get too hungry. So that temptation isn't hitting when they're starving. Mm-hmm. Um, but also one thing I say to my clients is, you know, free food is not free of calories. And then these free foods are usually foods people don't want to eat themselves. So they're coming and giving them to you, right? So I don't want to eat this, but you can eat this. Mm-hmm. So it's almost, you know, um, you're kind of eating what they're purposely avoiding. So I just Mm -hmm. like to remind people of that. But then I also like to remind my clients, like, it is absolutely okay to indulge. But if you're indulging, A, it better be worth it and something that you love. Mm -hmm. And B, it really should be the best. So it hits that, you know, if you're having a brownie, don't you want a really fresh brownie? Or do you want a brownie that's been sitting out and it's kind of hard on the edges and other people might have touched it, right? So it's kind of just bringing, again, awareness to... Um, the situation Mm
1: -hmm. because you're
2: always allowed but really I always say like shouldn't it be worth it
1: Mm -hmm. and can you
2: recognize that you're doing it
1: yeah I think you're reading my my mind because that's sort of how (laughs) I can be I'm like oh I don't really want this brownie but oh you have a tahini brownie with dark chocolate like I would like that one and I would also not like (laughs) once you learn too much about the way people prepare things and stuff sometimes I um you know I have a little bit of a fear of potlucks occasionally sometimes because I think, oh, I'm not sure what's (laughs) going on in those other people's kitchens. So sometimes I, not to create fear around it, but I want it to be worth it. And I don't want to, uh, I don't know, take on someone else's garbagey stuff, you know? So you were reading my mind in different ways. Cool. Um, But I also feel like those Those Mm -hmm. tahini brownies wouldn't be left over, right? Mm -hmm. Right, yeah, (laughs) true. They would be bringing the tahini brownies. They're going to bring the other brownies. Yeah, we'd eat these at home. You know, this brings up a good point because um, when we kind of, like, push our stuff off on people, sometimes that's people saying, I love to bake, and some people are welcome, like, love to to accept that with open arms. And sometimes that's really appropriate, but sometimes it's just like, well, I didn't want this. So when I get rid of it, you know, this sort of is like a play back and It's a little bit of a teeter tatter here because how do we support each other in having better habits as well? And this doesn't have to be, it could be a rhetorical question, but what I hear there is like, Oh, we're kind of saying, Hey, I want to give this to someone else, but really we can be the supportive person. So if someone else is struggling, we can also, if we're also trying to create healthy habits, like, I don't know if this is making sense, but it was something I, that was going through my mind as you were talking. Um, how do we support each other to kind of through this?
2: Okay. And I do, I do find that there's a lot of support in office spaces because usually you're not the only one who is kind of in this mindset. Mm. Um, and so just, you know, as well as I do, that people like to indulge in company, right? But people also, um, we know that successful health programs are when people feel supported and are often done in groups and have that mm. network. Yeah. So.
1: yeah, that's 100%, a million percent true. I love it. So when, what are other times during the holidays that people run into trouble or run into challenges?
2: So I think that one is, um, you know, getting prepared um, for all the gifts and all the shopping and feeling all of that stress. Um, so I think that, um, you know, that's the time when people also don't feel their best, which is something you alluded to earlier. So it's not they're not feeling their what we were talking about before was they're not feeling their best because they maybe be overate or overindulged. But also when you're really stressed and you're trying to get a thousand things done, sometimes you forget to eat and then you feel really cranky and grumpy and your head hurts. And then you, you know, might be in the mall and, and go to that food court or you might grab the first thing that you see. So, you know, th- those are other times where I feel like people don't recognize that they're setting themselves up to not feel optimal, um, where they could be nourishing themselves. And that's the point where I tell my clients, always pack a snack in your bag. I don't care how busy you are, have something in your car, you know, have something on your person that you know you can eat so you can feel better and stay focused because that stress and exhaustion can really get to you if you're not, you know, hydrating, if you're not prepared. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's another piece I like to cover.
1: Yeah, there's no worse thing than shopping hangry, right? There's no worse thing than being stressed,
2: hangry, Mm -hmm. right? So um, I think that's one piece, you know, just talking about not the consumption piece going the other angle that people don't usually think about when they're hearing, you know, dietitians speak about food and and health and wellness is, Mm -hmm. you know, that piece too.
1: Right okay so we've we're covering office parties or office break rooms the stress around shopping and kind of not being prepared around that and the solutions are really not to get hungry to make sure we're eating kind of at even spaces which is a good tool all times of the year but some sometimes falls apart when things get more busy more stress right and more running um, and making yeah. things really worth it so all right let's talk about some other areas that people sometimes have trouble so let's say we have to go to like four thanksgivings to appease <laughs> all the sides of the family are there ways oh, yeah. um are there ways to make that whole process more enjoyable or do you have suggestions about the actual day of the feast
2: yep so absolutely so I always say um one is you know it's Thanksgiving always happens on a Thursday. So take that week and kind of look at the course of that week. You know, this is a really good opportunity to make sure that you're eating home or doing some cooking or eating quote unquote, a little bit cleaner. So, you know, a lot of plant-based foods and, you know, foods that are in your control, maybe Monday through Wednesday, right? Those are your days that are completely in your control most of the time, unless you're traveling, but you know, it's not your, your blowout day. And then I always say, On Thanksgiving, whatever time it starts, never show up starving. Like, you know, that old philosophy of I'm going to save my calories for this huge meal. It never works, right? So I always say fuel up in a really positive way beforehand. Have breakfast. You know, don't show up hungry. And then just like, you know, any other holiday party, assess the situation before you dive in head first. So if there are appetizers out, do you really need chips and dip when you're gonna be enjoying stuffings and you know, stuffing and cornbread? Probably not. So maybe lean towards the, the crudités or, or have a few chips and then walk away because you don't wanna fill up before the meal. Um, and then I always say, look at what's available. What speaks to you for Thanksgiving? What is absolutely something that you look forward to? If white bread rolls or crescent rolls are just like not your favorite thing, but you take it because it's there, Skip it, right? Don't you want to have maybe your pumpkin pie or your stuffing or more turkey? So I always say what is really special about the holiday that you don't eat most other times of the year and, and enjoy that and indulge, but also start off by filling half your plate with vegetables. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like those are some basic strategies that anybody can apply. But then my last piece of advice is always holidays last one day, right? So that doesn't mean that Friday and Saturday and Sunday of that holiday gets to be – Indulged in as decadently as Thursday, right? Sure, eat leftovers, but in a little bit more of a managed, a managed way. Mm-hmm. I love... oftentimes starting on Thursday. Yeah, uh... starting on Thursday means everybody's like, "Oh, I'll wait till Monday." Mm-hmm. But if you just start again on Friday, there's nothing wrong with that. It's a holiday. Holidays are celebratory.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. And there's the other piece too, that like the holiday is a time to be away from work and to relax and to de-stress in that other way. And sometimes just that filling of that cup is such an important piece that I feel like people are missing so often and kind of sitting down and like binge watching the Christmas shows with your kids or whatever it is. Like that's such a, (laughs) that can be such a positive thing to do, like something you don't get to do, right? Sometimes because everything is such hustle and bustle and like everyone gets to take this time off most, mostly, mostly, right? Um, Right. So Mm -hmm. just trying to like celebrate like the people, the people that you're with, you know, instead of I mean, and I love the food, absolutely love the food. But um, sometimes we forget about the other the other pieces, I guess.
2: Right. Well, when we talk about wellness, you know, people always look at food and exercise, but you forget about the social aspect and the family aspect and the not being stressed aspect, right? Those are really important in our overall wellness. So Mm -hmm. I think that that's a really good point to point out.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay. So some other areas we've talked about the office piece, we talked about the day of, um, how about, uh, let's see, you taught, you mentioned kind of before we got going some things about cocktails or like you have something called the three C's. You want to tell us about that? Yes. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, obviously
2: during this time, people tend to go to parties more and they drink a little bit more alcohol than they usually do. And I find that a lot of my clients drink. I have the the cocktail conversation all throughout the year with them. Um, So I, um, you know, I just try and I don't want to tell anyone to abstain if they don't want to during the holiday season. So I try and help them make a better choice. So a few of the things that I like to point out are cleaner cocktails. So, you know, wine can be very easily consumed um, because people are either refilling your glass with the same wine bottle that everybody else is drinking, so you don't really know how much you're having. Um, and, it, it, you, you know, people of drinking age, if they've been drinking for a few years, can drink a good amount of wine and not feel like they've been hit by a truck. Um, so I always say, let's be cognizant about what you're drinking. So I tend to recommend cleaner cocktails as in liquor. So vodka, tequila, um, gin, things like that, because the, the calories are so much lower and the sugar content is a lot less. So I'd like to recommend those mixed with, say, club soda and some fresh lemon or lime um, because this way, you know, you can get more bang for your buck. Um, And then another thing that I like to recommend is obviously we want to hydrate in between cocktails. Um, But then I always like to point out that alcohol is, you know, it's non nutritive calories, right? So they it does contain calories, but there are no nutrients that come with it. And these are calories that we tend to not count. So if you go out to dinner, and you you know, you're trying to eat really clean, and you eat some fish, and you order vegetables, and then you drink three glasses of wine, and then you might have a few bites of dessert. You're not counting those calories as part of your healthy meal, right? So I like to say there are calories that we don't count, but we should be cognizant. So this takes me to the three C's, where anytime you're indulging, be it out to dinner or going to a cocktail party, I want you to choose one. And so my three C's are carbs, cake, or cocktails, right? So these are the things that people don't usually include in their meal, but they still consume. So the bread basket, the dessert that their friend ordered that they didn't plan on, a few bites of their friend's pasta. Um, So I always say you don't ever want to feel deprived because that just stinks. So you want to pick one area, one C, and leave the others for another day. So pick your carbs, pick your cake, or pick your cocktail, but indulge in one. Feel confident that you got to make the choice of what you want to indulge in. And then, you know, tomorrow you can have dessert. Mm -hmm. So it's just being aware of where those non-nutritive calories come in that affect how we feel at the end of the meal and the next day. Because by choosing one out of three, you feel a lot better. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, it does. I like how you quantified those three C's, the carbs, cocktails, and cake, and you just gave people a tool to say, pick one. So you're definitely enjoying, but if you do all three, you might end up with a little bit more of a different kind, like different kinds of hangovers than you would want, right? So picking one allows you to kind of balance things out without thinking about deprivation. It's like, oh, today I'm going to do this, tomorrow I'm going to do that, because that allows you to enjoy it while not feeling like like you have to unbutton your pants for the rest of the weekend. So... Yes, yeah, that that is a
2: yeah, and it's not to say if you go to a fantastic Italian restaurant um, that you can't have pasta and a glass of wine, but that's where I say you can't have three glasses of wine and the pasta, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're really picking where you want to enjoy yourself, and and that goes back to what we said in the beginning. Like it should just really be worth it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's say um, I've gone ahead and forgotten to prepare and just kind of mindlessly ate my way through Thanksgiving because I love it so much. And I am a little uncomfortable yeah. post uh, the hours of indulging. Like, what does that look like? Like, let's say this is past or someone's listening to this retrospectively, like, okay, holidays mm-hmm. pass now. Um, I don't feel awesome. Like, What are your tips for recovery?
2: So for recovery, my first tip is always hydration, right So a lot of times we 're feeling pretty pretty bummed out because we 're really dehydrated. Most people don't remember to hydrate through the holiday seasons or ever in general. So I always say, "Start your day with a nice big glass of water. You know we are dietitians, so of course i'm going to squeeze half of a lemon in there. Um, so I think that that's great. And sometimes I get a little woo-woo, and if people are really trying to, you know, come off of the alcohol, I'll say put some dandelion in there. Um, you know, it's a really nice way to support your liver and all of that good stuff. Um, so that's one thing I always remind people to do. And the other thing that I tell people to do is either go back to what you were doing before, right, just get right back on track. And if you don't associate guilt, then you really don't have that guilt hangover of, you know, um, trying to kind of, I don't know, make yourself feel bad. Um, But I would say focus on getting in lots of plants, so fruits and veggies at every meal, um, at least half your plate, because those are not only hydrating, but they're lower in calories, they're void of saturated fats, they're high in fiber, so they get our digestion working again. Um, And then I just say keep it, you know, clean and light. So clean proteins, if you eat animal protein, you know, beans and legumes, if you don't eat animal protein, um, and keeping the white carbs or the, the desserts and the um, processed foods kind of at a bare minimum. So, um, you know, eating balanced meals about three to four out every three to four hours, bringing a healthy snack. But I always say focus on whole foods. So bring an apple, you know, bring a pear, whatever seasonal to where you're located. Um, so you're really focusing on whole foods, clean foods that don't have any additives. And even if you just do that for a week or two, um, and let's not forget sleep and sweat, and we want to sweat, um, a week or two, you're going to feel right back on track. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, to, to keep in mind, like, hey, there might be one or two nights where I do, you know, go out or go to a, another, you know, event, great, but you follow those rules that we talked about the last time, right? The three C's and all the things that keep you on track. Mm-hmm. So I just say, try and focus on whole foods, hydration, sweating a little bit. And I think that gets you right back where you need to be.
1: Yeah. And those are good tips for all times of the year. And I think something that the holidays can do depending on how we're spacing things or snacking on things is it can kind of launch you into a little bit of a blood sugar roller coaster and when that happens uh-huh. you are suddenly hungry for all the things all the time or sometimes we get to talk to people in january february whatever and they're like well kind of after the holidays things really started unraveling i actually like got a personal experience where uh, my eczema flared back up after years of like not really having an issue after the holidays i was like oh yeah maybe <laughs> maybe there's some underlying factors there but a little mm-hmm. little flare from that so um but you can have this little blood sugar roller coaster that makes you want to not probably stop eating a little bit or have some cravings i was getting a little snarky with my husband last night who said um i'm craving i am uh i I'm, i want to i'm hungry all the time and i said to him have you been eating a protein fat and carb every few hours and he said no and i'm okay. like go do that first then come back and talk to me <laughs> but oh. i could do that <laughs> that worked yeah. Because uh, I know how he's been eating. Um He's been kind of like not showing up for lunch and whatever. So I know he's eating. I'm like, you can't out supplement your diet. So go ahead and eat protein, fat, and carb every four to five hours. And then we can talk about this because, um, Absolutely. he's always looking for a little, hmm totally. Um, and I will just mention, you know, at this age, I am a fan of the liver support, uh, pre and post alcohol at this age, you know, they sell these products and I think they sell them because they, a lot of them work. <laughs> um, so supporting things yeah. can minimize that little hangover. I mean, I'm not saying go buy something, but, I think it's okay to support our body's natural functions when we're putting a little more stress on it than we normally do.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I wouldn't say, you know, um, I like the dandelion for that. You know, you want to support your organs that naturally detoxify you. And that's where the hydration, right? And the little things that people can be into. I love tea when I'm trying to clean things up for myself, um, tea at night. So it's sometimes hibiscus because it's a diuretic and it's high in antioxidants or sometimes dandelion, you know, if I've over you know, for after a few parties. So I think that, you know, we can't negate the power of herbs and spices as well um, to support our body's natural.
1: Mm Function. That's a good point. I'm glad you brought that up because how you sometimes, people don't necessarily realize this, but after kind of our our indulgence, we can feel more tired. That is a sign of like low-grade inflammation kind of just slightly mm. cropping up and you can feel more fatigued and our usual response to that is to drink more caffeine um, and tea can be caffeinated too and that's fine but that, that's a that's definitely a thing and it kind of gets us into this cycle so I always remind people like hey, pay attention to how coffee makes you feel I mean, I'm a fan of coffee but um, sometimes we get really reliant on it so it's fun to kind of back up and see how we do I talk to people about this all the time and sometimes people will stop for a while and re-add it and realize oh my gosh, this is really making me feel really bad buzzy and shaky that I didn't realize it before. Um, and so, I mean, we're all looking for that warm cup of something and that's great, but packing tea bags and there's so many amazing teas and herbal teas um, that have so many benefits that doing like a two to one ratio tea to coffee, if someone's willing to do it, is sort of one of my, um, sort of one of my recommendations that I do as well sometimes for that reason.
2: I love that. I, yeah, I, I love it. I'm a big tea fan and a big coffee fan, so I'm right on your two to one
1: mm-hmm. yeah so <laughs> Amy let's um if we were gonna leave people with one gut reaction of hey, we're in the season, um, what can we do today to feel better and to live our best life, what would that be?
2: Be prepared.
1: I always say, never leave your house without
2: a healthy snack on your person, be it in your briefcase, in your pocket, in your purse, in your diaper bag because you never know when you're going to need it. And if you need it, that's really a lifesaver. So it'll prevent you from, you know, low blood sugar crash, but it'll also prevent you from possibly overeating or eating eating things that you never planned to eat because you were so desperate and so hungry. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really one of my big sayings is being prepared is half the battle. If you have it on your person, so much temptation will, you know, fall away, um, mm-hmm. you know, because you don't need it.
1: Yeah. And even though that's a great place to stop, I'm going to share a personal awareness that I had over the last couple of weeks. I'm, I'm on a deadline. And so sometimes when you're on this deadline, I'm like, have not showered, have not exercised, like have not eaten (laughs) appropriately. And so I spent kind of a day doing all this food and meal prep and whatnot, and went into the week, like a rock star after like many weeks of non rock star status. Uh, And it just reduced so much stress. And like, I had such better energy because I was really kind of annoyed with my energy um, post a trip and then with the deadline and whatnot. And I was just trying to observe like where like, what's the issue here? I think I'm not fueling appropriately. Didn't get appropriate sleep, like all these things, right? So I, I went into recovery mode, as we talked about, and then kind of prepared for the following week. So I had protein, fat, and carb, you know, at regular intervals. And like yesterday, I said, this is the best I've felt in like two weeks now that I'm back on track. And so I just wanted to share that we all struggle with this and it's okay. Like sometimes you fall off of things, but you're looking for something that you could sustainably do and eating at regular intervals and all the tips that Amy shared apply to all times of the year. I Yep. I agree a hundred percent.
2: Sometimes I think that that meal planning also saves a lot of brain space, Mm -hmm. you know, like if you don't have a snack on your person, you're walking through, you know, a shopping mall or something and you're trying to find something healthy, it adds a lot of stress or you're on a deadline and you're trying to think, what should I order or what should I, what should I cook? So meal planning takes the stress away too, which is really helpful.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Well, and I have to mention, I used to not enjoy meal planning at all because I'm not it's not in my, like, nature to want to do that, but you have to find the right thing that works for you. And when I finally figured out a system that was like, oh, just prepare, you know, this type of protein and this type of whole whole grain carb, and then we're, like, swapping it in and making these different meals for the week. I mean, whatever it is that you like. I always recommend people don't try to overdo it if you're just getting started because it can feel daunting um but sometimes it's just like sometimes if you know something is a good fit but you just haven't found the right fit for you right like it's a good thing but you haven't found the right fit for you just keep keep experimenting it's okay like it, that's how it is with, with all kinds of things. I hated exercise most of my life <laughs> until I found the right fit, you know, and it, and it can happen with all, all areas. So I, I appreciate what you said there definitely about reducing the stress and opening up that brain space. And if people feel like they have failed at it before, it doesn't mean that you will fail at it in the future. You just maybe haven't found the right fit and that's okay. It's, it's, that is life. That is what we do. We like continue to find what works best for us. Yeah. Amy, where can people find you?
2: So my uh, website is realnutritionnyc.com and I'm mostly on Instagram at realnutrition. And those are pretty much where I can be found. Great.
1: Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing about this today. Go check out Amy at realnutritionnyc.com and over on her Instagram page. And thank you for all the tips. Thanks so much. It was so great talking to you.
0: This holiday season, I would love to feature you on the less stress life podcast. So how do you do it? I want to hear your favorite holiday pastimes, whether that has something to do with decorating your tree or a tradition that your family does every year or just like your favorite grandma's cookies or something that's really reminiscent where it makes you think of the holiday season and spirit, we'd love to hear it. So all you have to do is open up your voice memo app on your phone or bounce over to lessstresslife.com. Along the side, there's a little widget called SpeakPipe. And if you just click on it and hit the record button from your computer or your phone, or you can do it from your voice memo on your phone and then email it over to hello at Less Life. If you're on SpeakPipe, it'll do it automatically when you stop the record button. Just record a little short thing Tell us who you are, where you're from, and what your favorite holiday thing is. We would love to insert it on some future podcasts over the holiday season. We'd love to have that in by the end of November if you can do that now. And for those that do participate in that, I'm going to put you in a drawing. So make sure you send an email over to hello at com to let me know that you've submitted your entry to add that to the podcast over the next month. Uh, we'll use those, that collection of email addresses and select a little goodie basket for you for Christmas um, out of those people that participate. So anyway, hello at lestresslife.com. Send over an entry that says you've done that. You can go to lestresslife.com and record a little thing on SpeakPipe or you can open your voice memos and email it over to us. Either way, it's totally fine. But as long as we've got your email address, we can enter you in that drawing. You don't have to enter the drawing. You don't have to email us. You can just share your little 15 or 20 second thing that you love about the holiday season. And we'd love to feature you this this season. Hope to hear from you soon.